Give the gift of liberty this holiday season by becoming a Cato sponsor on behalf of a friend or loved one. Visit cato.org slash podcast sponsor. And if you support our work with a thousand dollars or more, I'll give you or your designee a shout out on the podcast. Help us advance the values of individual liberty, limited government, free markets, and peace by becoming a Cato podcast sponsor. That website again is cato.org slash podcast sponsor. And thank you. This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, December 27th, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. Just the mere act of putting a local government checkbook online can put government officials on notice that their activities are being monitored by the communities they serve. Patrick Ishmael is Director of Government Accountability at the Show Me Institute in Missouri. We spoke about government transparency at the local level in October in Colorado Springs. We have a rough time getting a handle on what the federal government spends. Uh, that's not totally clear uh, at, at various points. And uh, for states, I suspect it's a little worse and there are fewer people interested in it. <laughs> so with respect to local governments that uh, would rather keep a lot of their activities, at least especially as it regards spending, um, why, why should they be transparent? Well, I mean, I think they should be transparent like any government should be transparent. You know, if you have the power to take money from people through force, it's not like they're earning this money. Um, there is a higher standard that has to be applied to you. And, uh, you know, as a state-based think tank, the Show Me Institute typically uh, focuses on statewide issues. But um, what we found as we were going through, you know, looking at how transparent was the state, uh, we also realized that there was a lot of spending that also takes play place with local governments. And when you look at you know, the, the, the actual data, um, the state of Missouri spends about $30 billion a year and local government spends about $30 billion a year. And so the difference, of course, is that you can make reforms at the state level uh, and uh, make some real progress there. But you're really missing half of the spending that takes place. Uh, and of course, it's spread out across all sorts of different kinds of districts. So having oversight is is. <laughs> very difficult. Uh, it's easier when you have like a big target like a state. And I think that's, it's really important that there's oversight there, just as with the federal government. But I think local governments, whether you're talking about counties, cities, school districts, special taxing districts, I think sometimes they get overlooked and yet they spend a ton of money. And so any good that you do at the state level, reducing taxes, reducing spending, it can all be done undone at the, uh, at the local level. And that's an issue. So with respect to local governments, what are some basic best practices for being transparent with spending? Well, you know, what we've done over the last couple of years is we we have made sunshine law requests to over a thousand different local government entities in the state of Missouri. And what we've asked for is basically the checkbook. You know, what have you spent your money on? And I think a good practice in some cities have already been doing this, but is to simply post your checkbook online. I mean, this is money that uh, they are taking from people. Uh, and I think the public has a right to see this information. Uh, unfortunately, not everyone does it. Not anyone, everyone actually abides by a really, you know, best practice like that. Uh, and so they are left with using the sunshine law in the state of Missouri to get that information. But unfortunately, uh, e even though we have resources and we have people who can, uh, you know, be dedicated to these projects, uh, of the thousand or so requests that we've put out, only probably about half of those requests have been satisfactorily uh, responded to. And in a lot of cases, 
I think cities in particular understand that the Sunshine Law can also be a shield because in Missouri, they can try to charge you for these records. And so we have run into situations where we will ask for their spending records and a city will come back and say, well, it'll cost you $35,000 for these records or $25,000. and it doesn't have really anything to do with the city size. I think a lot of folks might assume that, well, small cities, it's, it's tougher for them. I mean, we've had cities as small as like 21 people provide us these records without any kind of problem. Uh, same with big, big cities. It really comes down to culture. And if I were to kind of roughly describe the size of city that we generally have issues with or we're more likely to have an issue with, it's probably a city between 5,000 and 10,000 people uh, because I think it's... Uh, large enough to actually accumulate revenue and it'd be a serious, uh, serious money that we're talking about, but small enough that it's kind of like a high school. Uh, And so they're very protective about letting any of this information out. And uh, unfortunately, the Sunshine Law isn't always best situated to uh, get this information out. Eventually, I think it'll require the state to actually step in and say, you know what, if you're going to be a city or a county in this state, you have to publish your checkbook uh, because this is not working. So uh, there are a thousand government entities in the state of Missouri. Oh, there's more than a thousand. There's more than a thousand. There are at least a thousand cities. And then there are another 114 counties. And then the school districts, we have 500 school districts. And then we have special taxing districts. Um, we, we're we happy that we've been able to make as many contacts as we have. But even when you're working on this, uh, you know, solidly for about two years, you're still not reaching all of these these local governments. And I think sometimes maybe these local gov- governments depend on uh, it being difficult for people to actually get the information. Sometimes they might just give up. I mean, imagine if you were just a citizen and you knew nothing about the Sunshine Law and they came back and said, you know, it'll cost you $10,000. Do you really want this? Um, and uh, folks are can be priced out or intimidated from getting this information, even though they're owed it. So uh, are there states that do a good job of this? I know Illinois is notoriously bad. Uh, Missouri, you've had some difficulties. Yeah, Ohio has done a pretty good job of this. Uh, I think that in their case, it's optional. And so if you're a local government, you want to participate in this kind of online checkbook program. Uh, Ohio offers a space for you to do that. Um, In Missouri, what I'd like to see happen is uh, we actually move toward a mandatory reporting program. Um, I think that that is good for taxpayers. I think it's also good for cities uh, because, one, they won't have to respond to requests like ours in the future because it'll just be able to point us to a website. But two, uh, it also offers an opportunity for them to uh, possibly take a look at what other cities are paying for the same services, uh, possibly through the same contractor, uh, and may offer an opportunity to actually save uh, money for for those taxpayers. Okay, uh, there are a lot of government contractors out there, mm-hmm. and they uh, make use of either subsidies uh, or you know they they build the roads. They they do all sorts of things for uh, the government that just contracts with them. How transparent should those kinds of organizations be? Well, you know, I I think that if you are doing business with the government, um, that uh, that is an arm's length transaction typically. And so uh, just because you're providing uh, services uh, to cut the uh, grass in the park, I don't think that means that uh, the public should necessarily have a right to take a look at your bank accounts or go through your emails. And so there has to be kind of a limiting principle there. I think if you are a nonprofit 
uh, that was essentially created by government for the purpose of economic development, for instance, so where you're actually performing a government function uh, in place of what the government would otherwise do, I think that you should be subject to uh, these sorts of open records requests. Patrick Ishmael directs government accountability at the Show Me Institute in Missouri. You can support the Cato Institute and this podcast with an end-of-the-year gift. Visit cato.org slash podcast sponsor, and thank you.